0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today I woke up and chose violence because I'm going to ruffle some feathers. This is a conversation that we've had before, but we need to revisit it because every time I talk about this topic, people get seriously butthurt. And if you, I'm just going to forewarning, caveat, disclosure here. If you are an Orange Theory trainer, you may want to tune out. You may want to cover your ears because I am probably going to offend you. Hopefully not. I'm going to break it down contextually, so hopefully you understand the message, but I'm partially joking here. I'm going to talk about why your group fitness classes are not going to change your body the way that you want. Again, we've had this conversation before. But we're going to revisit, revisit and break it down again because oftentimes we need to hear things multiple times before they sink in or before we actually extract the real message. Like my message here is not at all, you should not do group training classes. My message is not that group training classes aren't helpful. My message is not that group training classes can't be beneficial. My message is simply that your group fitness classes are not going to give you the body composition that you desire for the most part. Now, regardless of whether you agree or disagree, I'm happy to receive feedback. If you disagree, tell me why. Shoot me a message. Hit me up on Instagram. Let's have a conversation at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. As always, if you appreciate the content, again, it's okay to disagree and to appreciate the message. It's okay to say, you know what? I really like how you broke that down. I really like your explanation, but I disagree with you. And you can still give me a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's okay. We don't, I think we're so caught up in our society with, like, well, I disagree with you. So therefore, we're enemies. No. It's not like that. Hear different perspectives. I love to hear different perspectives. Hear different perspectives, and then let's have a dialogue. Let's have a conversation about it. It's either going to make you better because you're going to recognize that you had some blind spots or some holes in your way of thinking, or it's going to solidify. You know what? I actually think that after hearing the other perspective, I'm really convicted in my perspective. Either way, it's beneficial. So let's just jump in. We have to start with being on the same page when it comes to the results that we're discussing. And this is like, we could, I could go off on a whole separate episode about this topic, about individual goals. Like let's start at the beginning. First of all, your goals are your goals and nobody else gets to tell you what you should want to achieve. Nobody gets to tell you. What you're quote unquote supposed to be striving for. If you don't want to lose fat, that's okay. If you don't want to build muscle, that's okay. If you don't want to be healthy, that's also okay. You can have goals across the board. It doesn't matter. The only person that you need to care about is yourself. Your goals are your goals. Don't let anybody else tell you how you should look or how you should feel. So when I come at it from this perspective, I'm coming at it from the perspective of what you have told me you want to achieve. Saying, I want to be leaner. I really want to build muscle. I really want to lose body fat. This belly fat is frustrating the shit out of me. I want it gone. I really want to be more toned. I want to look more athletic. I want to get stronger. I want to be healthy. I want to live a long life. Or I just want to stay consistent. Okay, like everybody has their own goals. But if your goal is body comp related, meaning you want to get toned, you want to get leaner, you want to build muscle, lose body fat, your group fitness class will not cut it. However, if you want to improve your cardio capacity, if you simply just want to lose weight, if you just want to be healthier, if you just want to have a fitness-minded lifestyle, your group class can be amazing for you. It's understanding context here. Group classes are great for joining a community of like-minded people, for accountability, because you know when you start to build those relationships with people in your class, you show up for them. And by showing up for them, you show up for yourself. You don't want to be the person that misses a class. You don't want to be the person that doesn't show up. Now you have this inherent accountability, this environment that breeds success, and it's important to understand that is a great value of group classes. But when it comes to body composition changes that I mentioned, they just flat out suck. (laughs) And I used to teach group classes, by the way, so I'm not coming at this as, as somebody who has no insight into what goes on. Not only have I taught group classes before, but I've taken group classes before. I've done Orange Theory. I've done F45. I've done all of that. But let's break it down and understand this a little bit deeper. Um, First, when we're talking about weight, when we're talking about body weight, simply what shows up on the scale, which can be a combination of fat, muscle, water, You know, tissue, it can be a lot of different things that are happening that influence the scale. It's very different than just straight up fat loss. What most people say when they say they want to lose weight, they actually mean they want to lose fat. Losing weight is mostly dictated by your nutrition, it's mostly dictated by what you put in your mouth. Even though activity helps a little bit because, you know, you're talking about calories in versus calories out. There's only so much that we can control with calories out. we have more control over calories in you've heard the saying you can't out train a bad diet, which is absolutely accurate. Think about how easy it is um, actually here's a, here's a great example at the Mel and I went to see Kevin Hart stand up at in in philly absolutely hilarious amazing show he crushed. I I was in tears, my stomach hurt from laughing so much. Um, At the Wells Fargo Center where he performed, the concessions now have the calories listed. And we were laughing because I went to get a drink and looking at an order of fries, they were 850 calories. And it was not that much, Like it was just a normal serving of French fries. Imagine how easy it is to eat 850 calories worth of French fries. And by the way, like just looking around the stands, everybody is eating, you know, cheese steaks and chicken fingers and French fries and popcorn and cotton candy and whatever else. So, very easily in just one little cup of fries, you've got 850 calories. Do you know how hard it is to burn? 8 hundred and fifty calories like just straight up in a single high intensity training session let's say you're working your ass off for an hour if you burn 300 calories that's a lot it is very difficult to, to equate like to out train a bad diet so when I say weight loss is mostly dictated by nutrition yes activity plays a role in that but nutritional changes are are easier, and they make a bigger difference. So when it comes to weight loss, that's going to be mostly driven by what you eat, how much you eat, and the contents of what you eat. When it comes to fat loss, that's when activity plays a much bigger role because your body needs a reason to keep muscle or to build more muscle. And and the way that we send that signal that, hey, this muscle is kind of important, is that we eat enough protein. And we actually use our muscles and challenge our muscles, and this is exactly where group classes like orange theory and f forty five and I'm not just picking on them; they're just the most common ones that I know of. any of the other ones fall in the same category, I'm sure, because again, just like the classes that i used used to teach, it was effectively like cardio with weights that's basically what it is it's cardio with weights like if you look at orange theory, you're running, you're rowing, and you're doing some floor exercises that are. Pretty lightweight. It's hard to truly challenge yourself and stimulate muscle maintenance or growth, and it's it just isn't enough. Like you actually have to really challenge your muscles, so you're not getting it's it's fast paced, high intensity, and and I know that Orange Theory loves to show you the calorie burn number. Look at how much you burn, and people get really motivated by that big pool of sweat after the workout, which is great. Again. There's a time and a place, okay? Remember what we're talking about here, but it's almost purely cardio-based. So the more that you do it, the more, you, the more efficient you become at doing that training. And so you're burning less and less calories over time doing the same amount of work, and that calorie burn number is largely irrelevant. It's not going to make a difference for body composition changes. When it comes to weight loss, sure, it can help a little bit, but that's what I mean by it's not moving the needle as much as you think because it's so easy to overconsume and just cancel out those calories burned. And oftentimes your body compensates anyway by moving less throughout the day. So let's just say hypothetically, you were able to burn 800 or a thousand calories in one session, which would not be possible for the most part, but let's say you could do it. Your body will naturally try to overcompensate for that calorie burn by having you move less throughout the rest of the day. So again, weight loss, mostly driven by what you eat. Fat loss, mostly driven by protein and training, right? So now we've got this whole picture starting to come together. But remember, if your goal is cardiovascular health, or you just want some accountability, you just want to be consistent, then those classes can be amazing. But let's stay on task here. We're talking about body composition which is some form of building muscle, losing fat, looking leaner, more athletic, more tone. Okay. So as you continue to bust your ass for an hour at a time, you continue to get more efficient at that, basically that cardio-based training, you're barely resting. You're You're using light weights at a quick tempo. That is not challenging your muscles enough to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. It's just not enough. You're doing cardio with weights. You're burning less and less calories over time. And I cannot tell you how often we hear clients come to us and they say, I've been doing Orange Theory for five to six times per week, sometimes seven days uh, per week. And I've been doing this for years and my body isn't changing. Well, this is exactly why you're not giving it a reason to change. You're simply getting better at Orange Theory or at 45 or at whatever modality you're using in your group class. You're just getting better At that boot camp style training, if that's what you're doing, you're getting more efficient with calories. You're not giving it a reason to maintain or build muscle. And one of the things that that most people overlook is just how hard you have to push yourself in the gym to stimulate muscle growth, muscle protein synthesis. You have to challenge yourself. If you are not getting, if you're not able to lift heavier and train close to failure, you're probably not doing enough to change your body composition. Let me say that again. If you are not lifting heavier over time, and if you're not able to train close to failure with adequate rest between sets, then you're probably not doing enough to change your body composition the way that you want. Now, when it comes to training to failure, true failure is when You cannot do another rep without your form breaking down. Most people never get to that point. Okay, true failure. You cannot complete another rep without your form breaking down. Now, you don't have to go to true failure every time you train. In fact, I would argue that you shouldn't go to true failure every time you train. You should get close most of the time. Most of the time, you should be training close to failure with maybe one to two reps in reserve. But if you think about it, most people don't even know what true failure feels like. So then when they're being told to leave one rep in the tank, they're probably leaving like four to five reps in the tank. This is something that takes time to develop because there's a fear factor of going to failure. now. I don't recommend that you go to true failure with something like a squat where you risk injury or something like a deadlift. You have to have a lot of years in the game to like, okay, so I'm, a, I'm an Eagles fan um, and Jalen Hurts is having an amazing year so far. And this video of him squatting 600 pounds in, in college went viral. If you if look up, just Google Jalen Hurts 600 pound squat, you'll see the video that I'm talking about. If you see the way that he struggles and grinds out that rep, that's what it means to push yourself with a lift like the squat. Now, he has spotters, so he's not at risk of of getting hurt. If he has to bail, he probably knows how to bail, but he also has spotters that can then grab the weight, right? Like I did one ever powerlifting competition and... I felt pretty confident that I could push the weight to a personal PR because the worst case scenario was I had like four people around there like ready to grab the barbell and I could bail pretty easily. And I've also practiced knowing how to bail. But for something like a squat, going to true failure is is a bad idea for most people most of the time. Okay? So if you don't know it, but if you've never, what my point is, if you've never had that feeling Of having to grind out that rep. Like if you watch Jalen Hurts grind out that rep, if you've never had that feeling, you've probably left a little bit in the tank all the time. Like you're you're leaving more in the tank than you than you truly realize. Most people never get to that point. And, And that's really only part one of the equation, because part two is that you actually have to progressively overload your muscles over time. And progressive overload can occur by doing more volume. So you can lift heavier weights, you can do more reps, you can do more sets, you can improve your form and technique, right? There's ways to stimulate growth and muscle protein synthesis outside of just always doing more volume. And you shouldn't just always do more volume, but you do need to progressively overload your muscles. That sends the signal that, hey, we need some bigger muscles here, like your body when you're training is being threatened, your body, if you want to know what's happening internally, when you are lifting heavy weights, your body is literally like, oh shit, we might die. Factually speaking, hormonally, your central nervous system, the hormonal signals that are going off are survival-based. It's, oh shit, there's a threat. We have this heavy ass weight that might crush us. Let's not die. Like that's, Legitimately what's happening, your body is like, let's not die. So as you're sending this stressor through your system and you progressive, like what your body is really good at is adapting. So your body then is like, if that were to ever happen again, I don't want to come to near death. Like, Let's prepare ourselves for the next time this threat comes around. Your body doesn't know where the threat is coming from. Your body doesn't inherently know like, hey, we're working out and this is all fun and games. Your body literally senses, oh my God, there's this heavy weight that we're trying to do something with that might crush us. And then it's like, let's adapt and not die the next time. So let's build bigger muscles. Let's become more efficient neurologically, the signaling between muscle and um, brain and muscle, right? The signal becomes more efficient. Your muscle fibers start working together to prevent death. Like literally, this is you're in that survival place and your body's adapting to it. And then you can grow bigger muscles. Now, in order to grow bigger muscles, in order to have that adaptation occur, you have to have proper recovery in place. Because if you don't ever go into that repair mode, if you remain in a highly stressed out state, then your body will not adapt the way that it's supposed to. It will actually adapt in a negative way, which is it'll slow down your metabolic rate. It will preserve energy. It will impact your sex hormones, your thyroid function, your immune system. You don't want that, which is why the recovery process is so important. As I'm literally sitting here sipping on a cured euphoria drink, which has CBD, some functional mushrooms, some vitamin D, Like when it comes to recovery… I harp on it because it is necessary. It is an integral part of creating the change that you desire. And Cured is focused on changing that narrative into one of stress management, reducing anxiety, using things like CBD and functional mushrooms to help in the whole recovery process, to calm your brain, to put you into rest and digest mode. Uh, one of the things that I do every single night is I take two Serenity gummies, my absolute favorite supplement with L-theanine and THC, a microdose of THC and CBD and some, and some uh, functional mushrooms. It is heaven in a gummy form, and you can get it at curednutrition.com. You can use code POPFAM for a 20% off discount. Now, personally, I think that if you want to start somewhere, start with their broad spectrum CBD. If you need help sleeping and calming yourself down at night, get the Serenity gummies or the nightcaps. I love these drinks. We actually don't have a discount on the drinks because um, I think because their margins are so small on that, uh, that they don't discount the drinks, but you can try them. They're, They're absolutely delicious. I love the drinks. I have one a day. I also have the Serenity gummies every day. Um, and then I'll take like the Rise or the nightcaps as needed. But um, just go to curednutrition.com, use code POPFAM for your discount. Start with the broad spectrum CBD if you just need some help with anxiety and use the Serenity gummies if you need help with sleep. That would be my starting point for most people. Anyway, so you have to be able to have that recovery process in order to create the change that you want so your body actually maintains or builds new muscle. So for the most part, group classes are not set up that way. It's just not. Even something like CrossFit, you know, I get a lot of questions like, where does CrossFit fit into this equation? And it depends. It really does. I've seen CrossFit programming where there is a large component of strength work built in and programmed in, which is great. Like If you are doing the strength work and you're noticing that you, you're being able to lift heavier, you're setting PRs on those lifts, um, you're progressively overloading through your strength work. Amazing. You will see great changes with CrossFit. If the programming is very Wad based and it's only high-intensity, fast-paced, tempo, like no rest, all that stuff, and that's the programming that you're following, and you notice that you're not really able to rest and push yourself and lift heavier, uh, then it's probably falling more into the group fitness category. Uh, So it really depends on the programming of CrossFit. It can be an amazing modality for body comp changes and for just like athleticism and health and and performance. Um, But what I see, the the biggest caveats that I have with CrossFit, number one, not getting injured, and number two, fueling appropriately, like cardio, uh, I'm sorry, CrossFit is one of the most glycolytic modalities. You need to eat carbs. And somehow CrossFit got paired with a a low-carb lifestyle, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. You need carbs if you're doing CrossFit and you probably have a higher calorie threshold than you might think. You have a higher calorie demand than you might think. You have a higher carb demand than you might think. You need it to perform. You need it to recover. If you're not doing that, you're going to spin your wheels. You're going to get frustrated. There's there's a reason why uh, most people who do CrossFit and try to go low carb, they end up wrecking their hormones and their metabolism, and they end up not liking the way that their body looks to, to put it lightly um, anyway this doesn't there, there is no right or wrong here, okay like let's get that out of our minds. there is no right or wrong it's simply what are you trying to accomplish? what is your goal what's important to you so remember if you're if you're thinking like, I just want a community I want to show up, I want accountability, I want to have fun, and this is really enjoyable. I want to focus on heart health or cardio capacity. Amazing. Sign up for a group program. Keep doing what you're doing. But let's just break down the formula. You, If you say, I want to get leaner, I want to get stronger, I want to be more toned, it's pretty straightforward, okay? Here's the formula. Lift heavy with adequate rest to push yourself close to failure. Progressively overload your muscles. Eat in a slight calorie deficit if you want to lose fat. Eat at maintenance or a slight surplus if you want to build muscle. Eat enough protein, like right around one gram per pound of body weight is a good starting point. If you're significantly overweight, you have a lot of weight to lose. Use your target body weight. So Let's say you're 300 pounds and you want to get to 200, then use 200 and eat 200 grams of protein per day walk to aid with fat loss, heart health, hormone health and stress management and do cardio as you desire. Although it's not required, but do it for fun, do it for cardio health, do it for heart health as you desire. Now there are certainly more nuances that exist within that, but that's the basic formula. Like Yes, we can get into nuance like training based on your neurotype and training based off of your life situation and you know optimizing for the individual and optimizing for your metabolic health and optimizing for your hormone health. Yes, we can do all of that, but the basic gist of it is that's how you do it. That's the formula. Lift heavy, push yourself close to failure, progressive overload. Nutrition is going to drive most of your weight loss, so if you want to lose weight, eat in a slight deficit. If you want to maintain, eat at maintenance. If you want to build muscle, eat in a slight surplus. But then you want that weight to be primarily from fat. In order to make sure that it's from fat, eat enough protein and follow numbers one and two, which is lift heavy and progressively overload. So if you do that, most of the weight loss is going to be in the form of body fat. And then if you want a little bit of a boost to your fat loss, just walk more. Um, And then cardio, you can kind of insert as you see fit for your own preferences. That's it. And that is why I say group classes, just don't check those boxes. Like You're not going to lift heavy enough with adequate rest. You're not going to be able to push yourself close to failure. You're not going to be able to progressively overload. And, and so there's a time and a place for group classes. And I'm sure that there are exceptions to this rule. And I'm sure that there are people that are butt hurt right now that want to tell me how their class is different. And if that's you, amazing. I'm proud of you. Keep doing your thing. You can ignore me. You can tell me I'm a jackass. You can tell me to fuck off whatever makes you sleep at night, cool. I'm here for it. But the reality is for the most part, for most people who want to improve their body comp in the way that I outline, group classes are not going to cut it. It just depends on what you want. It depends on what's important to you. It depends on, again, like priorities. What do you want to accomplish? What are your goals? Your goals are your goals. Don't let anybody tell you what they should be, but hopefully this helps. Hopefully this makes sense. And I will talk to you guys very soon.